0: Very thankful, as always, to be joined by Illinois State Senator Terry Bryant. Terry, thank you so much for your time.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me on.
0: So I understand that you just concluded a Senate committee hearing on the proposed uh, assault weapons ban. Is that right?
1: That's that's correct. It, uh, for your listeners, because we've had trouble keeping up with all of the different numbers for that bill, they keep changing it as they amend it, it is now House Bill 5471. Fifty four seventy one and that's the one that was previously known as uh fifty eight, fifty-five, I think. Well now it's House Bill fifty four seventy one.
0: And this particular piece of legislation has had some amendments recently specifically to the age requirement for a Foy card. What else has happened with it?
1: Yeah, so that part I believe has been taken out. So it, you would still be able to get a FOID card at 18. That whole 18 to 21 thing has been taken out. Presently, the law will stay the same, which is if you're 18 to 21, you have to have mommy and daddy's permission to have a FOID card, right? So, and I don't mean to be snarky about it, but that's really what it amounts to. Uh, what, what is, I mean, there's a lot of egregious things in that gun bill. First of all, let me just say, it it is not going to stand up to Supreme Court scrutiny. The US Supreme Court under Bruin just a few weeks ago uh, basically clarified how you have to view all of these gun bills throughout the state. Uh, This will not stand up to that scrutiny. So if it should pass in the Senate and if it should pass going back over to the house, I believe it will be immediately litigated and it will not go into effect. Uh, But that again, that's gonna cost about a million dollars. Uh, in litigation and it shouldn't because it's a clear violation. One of the things I was in the committee that it just went through. One of the things I want the listeners to know is that once again, just like the safety act, this was not a real hearing. It was a subject matter hearing, which means there was no vote taken in committee. They're just going to pop this out straight out onto the Senate floor. And when it comes out there, Um, the, you know, the subject matter hearing basically allowed some people to go in and talk, but it didn't put anybody on the record for their vote. I think that the part of the reason was I looked around the room and there weren't enough Democrats in the hearing to, um, have a quorum. So there was no ability to vote on it. Uh, the other part that I know is there are some people that are running from this bill because they don't want to get on record as voting against our second amendment rights. We took an oath to uphold the constitution of Illinois and the constitution of the United States. And anyone who votes against this bill, I believe is violating their oath of office. And for those attorneys who happen to be legislators, not only are they violating their oath of office as legislators, but I believe they're violating their oath of office as attorneys because they know this is a violation of the second amendment.
0: Is there that great of a fissure below the surface in Democratic circles? Because if you just take a casual look at it, it seems like everybody on that side of the aisle is 100% anti-gun.
1: Yeah, Because they don't know what they're talking about. Um, For instance, one component of House Bill 5471 basically says it it includes almost every semi-automatic shotgun that is known. Right. So if you can modify that shotgun in some way to uh, have five, five or more shells in it, then you would have to register that as an assault weapon. Well, good grief. If you take the plug out of a bunch of the old shotguns, you can put five in there very easily. So, um, so get this, folks, because mo- I believe most of your listeners are going to be those individuals that own them for deer hunting, turkey hunting, or just shoot groundhogs, whatever it happens to be. You have to register that as an assault weapon. Your shotgun, um, and you know, and a couple other components on there. As a woman who's a hunter, right? You won't be able to have any uh, anything that has a thumb hold. You won't be able to have anything that has a pistol grip. And often uh, you won't be able to, um, you'll have to register it if it has an adjustable stock. So for women, you know, those um, stocks are built basically for men, but now they've started building a lot of them so that you can adjust your stock. Um, The uh, Winchester um, uh, SX4 that I use, 20 gauge, uh, I can make that stock longer or shorter if I want to. Uh, by adding you know adding a little piece onto it Um, but there are a lot of women now who are going to the pistol grip uh, on a shotgun because it gives you a little bit more stability so uh, you know i've had some surgery on my neck and on my rotator cuff it's hard for me to hold that shotgun steady uh, as was evidenced by the trophy buck i missed this year um so that, you know, that won't even allow you to have a pistol grip on your shotgun or have a thumb hole. So, and that's going to affect some target shooters and uh, competition shooters. So there's a lot of components of that bill that are just really have nothing to do with the Highland Park shooting. There was a, a mother who testified whose child uh, was sh- shot at Highland Park that talked about outlawing AR-15s uh, that the person who did the shooting in uh, Highland Park was a lawful gun owner. Well, the fact is that AR-15s are already outlawed in Highland Park. So that in itself is evidence that outlawing these firearms does not decrease uh, the um, uh, instances of firearm violence. You know, if you think about a few years back in Paris, a guy got, uh, I think it was a Ryder or U-Haul type van and killed 60 or 70 people at a parade in Paris. So <clears throat> outlawing the firearms is not going to do the trick for what they're trying to accomplish.
0: So I just want to reiterate something you said. So under the current Senate version of the bill, if I have a, a Remington 1187 12-gauge shotgun, and if I can take the plug out of it and it would hold five shells, that under this legislation I would have to register that weapon with the state as an assault weapon? That's
1: correct. That's correct. And five, five or more, if it can hold five or more, or can be modified to hold five or more, then you have to register it as an assault weapon.
0: Well, I think that, you know, word needs to get out because I think that there's a lot of people who, uh, you know, maybe they don't have an AR-15 or they don't have one of these other guns, but they got a safe full of, of shotguns or whatever. And so they don't pay that close of attention, but that is, uh, that is quite some news. Now, last question on that. There's always a little bit of tension between the House and the Senate. I think the Senate gets tired, especially the, the Democrats, of uh, being told that the House is, you know, here's a piece of legislation, take it or leave it. Um, is that sort of dynamic going to gum up the works on this bill any?
1: So this is a House bill now, which means if it passes the Senate, we go back to after inauguration here in a little bit, we're supposed to be back over here at 1.30, 2 o'clock. We'll be voting on this bill on the Senate floor today. Then it'll go back over to the House on concurrence. So this is teed up to be passed today in the, in the Senate and be passed either today or tomorrow in, the, probably tomorrow in the House, and then the governor would sign it, right? So this is ready to go. Last night, Welch, Speaker Welch said he didn't like the watered down version of the Senate's uh, bill as of last night but it was just amended again this morning. So there was an amendment this morning uh, that was a gut and replaced. So the Senate bill is new. It's a, again, the number is House bill 5471, but the language in it is new. So it gutted and replaced the old bill. So when you get on there, it's gonna have a different title and you're gonna have to go read way down and find the final amendment that's been added on there. And that's the actual language that's being debated. I don't know if the house will pick this one up, I assume that the reason that they made the amendments today was so that the House would pick it up, because they wouldn't pick up the Senate's version uh, as of what was written last night.
0: I told you I'd keep you for 10 minutes. I'm going to try to stick to my promise. (laughs) Uh, Last thing is that, of course, the uh, budget implementation bill was adopted with some increases to uh, legislator, statewide constitutional offices, and also agency director pay. Your thoughts
1: Well, so there was a, first of all, it's a $12,000 a year increase, roughly. Uh, So $1,000 a month for legislators in an economy where people are trying to find out how they're going to pay their electric bills or how they're going to eat, right? Remember, I think the last time I was on this show, I said, people are going to have to decide whether they're going to heat or eat, right? So they're trying to make those decisions, but in the uh, uh, perceived wisdom of the Illinois legislature, they think they need more money. It was split straight down party lines. Uh, Democrats voted for it. Not one Republican voted for it. The sad thing about it is there was some good stuff in the BIMP. There were some things like sending money to rural hospitals. Um, I think there was some telehealth issues on there. There was a lot of stuff in it that many of us would like to have voted for, but there isn't a chance that I'm gonna vote for myself to have a $12,000 a year pay increase. When I had someone in my Sunday school class yesterday asking us to take up a donation, uh, an offering so that she could buy milk for her children. That's real life for people. And the legislature thinks that they need $1,000 a month more. It's scandalous. Uh, So again, there were some Democrats who voted no, it was only 30 yes votes, but 30 is what was needed. And so, It'll go into effect January one, so the next paycheck that legislators receive will have a boost of thousand dollars a month.
0: Are you? Oh, being... and you know
1: what? You you asked Will about agency directors over and over again in this in the in the uh, debate on this. The sponsor kept saying, well, this will allow the governor to, you know, go all over the country and hire the best and brightest people to come to Illinois. Well, you know, as a retiree of the Department of Corrections, I can tell you that one of the things that you do in your career is try to advance to being a warden. And ultimately, you hope to be a director at some time. We have highly qualified people in the Illinois Department of Corrections that would work for free to do that job who are not even being considered because the governor wants to advance, uh, you know, his agenda, go outside the state, find people who agree with his agenda. And apparently you can't find anybody in the state of Illinois, which ought to tell you something. If you can't find someone in your own state that agrees with your agenda, then you shouldn't be hiring them.
0: Illinois State Senator Terry Bryant with us today. We appreciate her time. Are you being sworn in today?
1: No, we're being sworn in on Wednesday. The governor and constitutional officers are being sworn in. I believe we got to be over uh, inside the doors at 1130, so that's why I'm in a bit of a hurry uh, today. So governor's being sworn in today, and we'll be sworn in on Wednesday.
0: Thank you so much for your time.
1: Yeah, thank you, Will. Bye-bye.